Hello, everybody, and welcome to Throwers. I'm joined, as always, with Chris Ronalds. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, phenomenal. Uh, better late than never, like a period. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. I just made it up. I actually don't even know if it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's definitely better late than never. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, that's kind of like why you, you weren't ready on Wednesday. <laughs> you're, bro, you're, bro. Yeah, you your hands full with your kid. A, yeah, there's a few names for it. They're called like sleep regression, sleep progression, sleep training, all at one. But basically, got a child that just wants to scream the house down of the evening and uh, makes it hard to uh, get into the studio. But here I am, and uh, we love him, and he's asleep right now. So he's my favorite uh, creature in the world. Very nice. And then we we're going to try to go to Thursday and. Uh, Similar to you, I couldn't make it because I had to go to a pub in Richmond and have a bunch of drinks um, with some. It's some very mates. similar. Yeah, so. it's very, yeah, very similar. I also, um, yeah, didn't quite make it to that, but here we are now. So here we <laughs> should are. be good. Uh, well, we got a lot to get through, so we should jump straight into it with the Werribee Social Day, not today, but last Saturday. Um, yeah, correct. And I was. Uh, I don't know, I was pretty unimpressed, I think, by everyone. Like, Werribee's not the hardest course, and it was a little windy, but I didn't think it was... Oh, no, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? It was pretty windy. Yeah. It was definitely pretty windy. Um, enough to just, like, put you off your putt. I was putting with the pig a bit, so if it gets me putt with the pig, <laughs> it's definitely windy enough. No, that's true, but the, someone on our card who didn't seem to be phased at all by the wind was Chris Scott, and he took a, a neg 10, which was a massive, massive lead over anyone else. Yeah, I'll just quickly get in an honourable mention, uh, not light, and it has to be the uh, metrics rate. Yeah, yeah, just the metrics rating system because I'll uh, I'll try to bring it up here, but that neg 10, that's the problem with metrics is that um, it doesn't take into account the field, so therefore it's not taking into account the conditions. Um, and yeah, my laptop's decided to cark it and I can't load up Chris Scott, but uh, I imagine it came in Maybe like uh, what is it here by any chance? I can't remember. It was like it was like nine sixty or something stupid. And you're like nine four two. There you go. <laughs> We're like no, that's, that was incredible. No. See, yeah, that was incredible. I'm not was saying it was a five. thousand. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a thousand, but I'm saying that it's it was nine eighty easy. Yeah. So there was only two people, Sam Barnett and Peter Chu, that were even close. The next after that was Neg five, so twice as good as fourth place and you're trying to tell me that's 940 so we were all just trash no 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 so what's uh yeah what's metrics got to do to get their head together just have some sort of system similar to pga yeah i think so i think so i like i do like that it's course based i was saying to someone like i think a combination between the two is actually the money spot um because horses the course difficulty is not taken into account in the PDGA system effectively. Um, it all is just purely based on field performance. I think I think a mixture of the two is probably actually where the honey's at. Um, but yeah, Chris Scott only get 940 for that is um, shafted for sure. Well, maybe you just need to put some sort of algorithm together and uh, those hundreds of dollars could be yours. It can't be worse than whatever UDISC has rolled out. Have you seen UDISC is running with something at the moment? Well, they've got their own rating system. 
they've got their own rating system. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. No, I have not and seen that. It only goes to 300, I think. Oh yeah. Um, and it just has this little key that says 300 means you're a pro player. 200 means you're doing pretty good. 100 means you got a bit to work on. Love it. <laughs> Keeping it simple. That's basically it. <laughs> Uh, well, back to the uh, social day. So, yeah, Chris got way out in front with neg 10. Very impressive. Um, putting was excellent. That was the best part of it. So, he just kept awesome. canning all yeah. his putts in the wind. I think there was maybe one that he just duffed, and it was just really weird that he did that. But um, so many good ones, long ones. Um, so, well done by him. And then Peter Chu, who's just been slaying lately, uh, right there with a the neg 7, him and Sam Barnett. Yeah, hot off his uh, thrower's performance, Peter Chu uh, backs it up at the same venue and just goes bang. Loves it. And then yeah. I was there with, I think, a pretty lackluster performance. This is why I said I was disappointed with the field. So I'm sitting there in equal fourth with a neg five. And I don't know, you were with me. I just, it didn't seem like I was doing anything. Just took a lot of pars and then uh, four birdies, or well, yeah, five birdies, I guess. And you're like, all right. Yeah, avo- avoided, went clean though, avoided the bogeys. But yeah, it wasn't. It's a scorable track, and that wasn't scoring. Mm, so uh, myself, Josh Smith, and Baron all there. And then, yeah, I just feel like everyone else who didn't beat me was uh, disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Including you. Yeah, yeah, I was trash. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't, like, I don't, I can't, like, I'm trying to cast my memory back, but I never felt like I was playing awful either. Like... I just was never in scoring position, and if I was, I was probably missing putts. But I was just like, oh, yeah, this is a tough going. And, and I was just had happened to have Chris Scott on my card, and I was like, how the fuck is he doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely remember it was a lot Yeah, a lot like that. I was playing pretty bland, and you were just a little bit off. Uh, and then, yeah, Chris Scott was just like, you know, this is real easy, guys, right? You just throw it to, like, near the pin, and then you just put it in. We're like, yeah, 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 no worries, mate. <laughs> but we had a um, a slew of um, unordinary people coming out because of the street league. So we had both the Hearts out there, uh, Ryan Hart and Chris Hart. And Ryan Hart was trash, even for yeah. him. He's such a good player. Even he's got a double bogey, three bogeys in there as well. Come on, mate, what's going on? Uh, top spot. Uh- Top by his dad, was he? Top by yeah, his dad, beat. yeah. The old man was uh, one under. And hobbled. I don't think you could throw a forehand, he was telling me, because he's, uh, he's messed something up in his shoulder. Uh, and that's his whole thing, basically, his forehand. So, yeah, poor performance there by Ryan Hart, which uh, did, wouldn't have given him a lot of confidence going into his street league matchup against Chris Scott. Uh, other than that, yeah, no, true. not too many standouts. Uh, Taron at plus six was very surprising. That's uh, that's a surprise there, big one. And then Alistair Don as well, plus seven. Um, yeah, both in Division A and both right down the bottom. So that's not great. Yeah, no birdies. Yeah, crazy. And not Zero surprising that's birdies. why they're at the bottom of the, um, what's it called, handicap leaderboard handicap. with Ryan Hart and Ryan Deer. <laughs> Yeah. And look at you climbing, mate. You're like sixth, seventh from the bottom now. I know, right? You're look on. at those trash players. You are Imagine on your way up. Trash. <laughs> I'm good. I'll be top 25 soon. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> um, so on top of 
the handicap leaderboard, though, was Aiden Wickenden, who I am not familiar with at all. Have you heard that name? Uh, not with that last name. Definitely no one Aiden, <laughs> just not that one. <laughs> no, different Aiden. Probably doesn't have the rump, um, just speculating, because it'd be hard to. But uh, plus 13 for Aiden, and um, yeah, juicy handicap gets it right up to the top. So pretty stiff of Peter Chu there in, in uh, third place which uh, with a pretty hot round to, to miss out. But that is the nature of the handicap beast. 30, yeah, 31's wild. He's get, uh, 31 for a handicap uh, is, yeah, huge. So we've got a few, obviously, DivX, previous DivX players filtering in. And, you know, that's how the system's designed. I remember when I first started playing... Um, you know, we were all pretty much actively told, like, make sure your first few rounds are trash because then you're going to get some free discs when you start, like, winning handicaps. <laughs> exactly. That's how we all get our, uh, <laughs> our sights back up. Um, yeah. And the most important thing, I think, that came out of the day was uh, I did not jump on the BMX track. So I managed to get through the whole day injury-free. So, um yeah. You didn't go say g'day to some nurses or anything? <laughs> nah, nah, I didn't uh, Didn't need that in my life. <laughs> All right, so as Good always, choice. that was the precursor to the Street League. And yes. uh, as mentioned, we had some, some pretty tasty fill-ins, which meant we had some pretty tasty matchups. Like, I was stoked looking, looking ahead at, uh, at this round. We were meant to yeah. have uh, Old Peaches Perry himself, but he was a, a late pullout, which was a big shake-up for our team because we were we were up and about thinking we had no number one. Bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That rattled us. But, um, yeah, Ryan Hart getting in on uh, on the Warriors. Um, yeah, he's a good get, even though he didn't play very well. And then uh, Papa Hart getting in there as well, I think. So, um, yeah, it was looking good, but um, we got spanked. Uh, it was tough. I don't know, I don't know uh, exactly how to, <laughs> a nicer way to put that, but we came up against uh, Honey's Badgers, and uh, I'm fairly certain they had had zero wins to this stage. Um, we'd given Aiden... Uh, no, not was Aiden. We'd, um, oh, that was a different team. Um but yeah, we we had a bit of a rough one. So you were our main man, our number one, and you were up against Aiden Howard. Uh, what happened? I uh, got off to a good start, which was nice. It was two up through two. Um, and I mean, there's no other way of saying this. Um, the cream rose to the top. Uh, and uh, yeah, Aiden got it done in the end. Admittedly, I missed, I missed a couple of putts down the stretch. Um, I missed a putt on our third last hole to level it up. Um, and then I missed another C1 putt on our 17th to take it through to the last hole. So we ended up playing 17 holes. He wins two up on the play. Um, so did miss a couple of putts right at the end, but um, yeah, uh, it was a birdie fest. I think we did the maths. Um, I shot nine down maybe uh, or eight and, um, and he was on 11 down. I had a bogey in there. So yeah, I think I might've been eight down. And yeah, he shot eleven. So it was it was it was good shooting, and uh, eleven down was yeah too good for me. That's tough going then. That's pretty stiff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that being said, the match that was on our card, Aiden, uh, like I know a few, I put this in a couple of group chats. Glad he didn't come up against Ryan Deer. And if Peaches had it rocked up, I would have been up against Ryan Deer, who took down Brennan, 
uh, five down, four to play. Uh, Brennan played excellent. Brennan was at least on for an eight or nine down. Ryan Deer, um, Ryan Deer was, I don't know, somewhere between 14 and 16, if I'm being brutally honest. Like, he, he, he just birdied everything. And so I was pretty glad I wasn't up against him. When I was two up through two against Aiden, um, I, I think I could have been one down if I had the other opponent. Um, yeah, he, Ryan Deer was on. Yeah, I definitely heard him. I uh, saw him after the round running around just saying, oh, neck 14, neck 14. Oh, yeah, I was on neck 14. <laughs> like, oh, there you Jesus, go. Yeah. there you go. I'm not, I'm not surprised yet. No, it was, it was genuinely at least a neck 14, yeah. That's tough. And then, uh, so next up, it was originally meant to be uh, myself and Farron in the four spot. But when Dave Perry pulled out, I got bumped up to the three. And then I was going to end up having to play against uh, Timmy Pollock. But Farron didn't want that. Farron, uh, yeah, he good, saw that. Good. And he said to his team, he's like, no, 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 no. I want that Allen matchup. Give me that Allen matchup. I so good. I was wondering how all this happened. This is how it went down. Uh, yes. So we ended up having Sean Maisie come in and we put him into the double slot instead, moved Sam Barnett up. So he came into the four. And to counteract that, they moved Timmy Pollock into the doubles pairing uh, and brought Penn out. So Penn ended up being in the singles and uh, he's rated lower than Farron. So Farron, uh, he got what he wanted. He, he got me. And uh, first hole, he threw a pretty nice forehand, got himself pretty good, like six, seven meters. And uh, I put myself to 12 or something, maybe. Can the putt, he missed his. And I'm like, well, here we go. Here we go. You let him know, you let him know about it? Oh, I just, I think with him, it's better when you don't. I was just like, oh, yep, got that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think I might have got one again in uh, a couple of holes later. I think I was up two pretty early. Um, and then, yeah, we we're both playing pretty well. I just full stuff to tap in, and that got him one back. So that was pretty annoying uh, for mine. But um, yeah, stayed pretty consistent for a while, pretty even. We we're both playing pretty well. So we both shot neg five in the in the morning, and uh, we would have been both on track for at least that. I think. Um, but yeah, I think I was a couple up consistently for a while. He'd get one back and then I'd get one back. And then we get down to a few holes to play and, uh, he absolutely parks one. I put one to like five or six by then Aiden's done with you. So he's coming and he's giving me all kinds of shit. And, uh, I putted exactly how I wanted. I was sort of had to putt kind of over a branch. I did it. I got nice and high. Everything was looking good, but it just sort of hit too high and then bounced off the, I came down, bounced off the cage and then uh, popped out, and then he's, Aiden's giving me all kinds of shit. He's like, oh, he's a coming, he's a crumble. And then we get to hole 14, the the par four, that we head towards the river and got to kind of hit the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've full shank it. I've thrown it straight into the trees, like going to the creek OB. Uh, and he just sort of come up short of the ideal spot. Luckily, I managed to just stop short, and um, I throw this have to throw this forehand through a gap and of course that didn't work out so i've gone about 10 meters and then um farron decides to throw a grenade up and over the <laughs> up and over the, the jail yeah over the jail um when probably a, a heiser would do 
and uh, it was a pretty windy day, so he went well long into the creek. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I threw a little upshot. He couldn't make his putt from the creek, and then I hit the six-meter one to end it, and two up, one to play. Thanks for going, mate. So, um, yeah, he asked for... He asked for me, and that's what he got. Fair enough. <laughs> and then I noticed he was a no-show today for social, so I'm imagining those two things are connected. Nah, well, he just was a late show. Uh, he ended up making it. Oh. He, he was running around on his own for a while. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I asked him about it. He had some work in the morning, so kind of, yeah, he kind of got messed up with that. So, no, 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 he's fine. Like, he, he knows what happens when you come up against me. You take else. <laughs> Three, uh, you're three and three, I guess. Yeah, three and three. Three and three. Um, I'm kind of glad it ended up this way. Oh, no, I would have ended up against Timmy Pollock. Anyway, I'm just saying I would be afraid to go up against Penn, I think, because he absolutely destroyed Sam Barnett, who played yes. very well in the morning. So, like, Sam Barnett, seven in the morning, and um, Penn not so much. But what was that, six up? Yeah. Penn won six, six up. Five up? To play. Yeah, that's the biggest win of the uh, league. What happened, Sam? Oh, man, I should have talked to him today and found out what happened. That's rough. Our captain just got smoked. Yeah, I, I mean, Penn's account is... Uh, Penn just played well. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> like, enough. Pretty simple. He's like, yeah, Sam, Sam had a tough one. I played well. <laughs> uh, and then in uh, the first doubles matchup, uh, our boy Timmy Ware and uh, Jono. Got it done. They were on my card. They were nice and consistent with uh, Spangers and Brett. Um, Spangers and... I think Spangers hit a few really long parts. That was so frustrating. Like, it should have been uh, over earlier, but... Yeah, Spangers hit, like, two or three big dumb ones. And we're like, come on, man. Just kept it alive. But, um, yeah, Timmy and Jono... Uh, I think they've parted up before in the doubles. And uh, it was another good victory. So, came down to the last hole in the end. But, um, yeah, got it done. And then the other way, it was Clint Maisie and Tim Pollock versus Al Don and Sean Maisie. That was uh, like lambs to the slaughter, I guess. Is Jono the one they're calling Bogan Thor? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, love that. Yeah. I, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't heard him being called that, but if someone's been called that, it's him. <laughs> good. All right, that's him. <laughs> yeah. He's the one who couldn't get it done against my old man, though, so I'm kind of off him. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> I just I just checked my messages. Penn went minus nine against Sam Barnett. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side, we had the Warriors uh, pantsing the right swipes, giving them their first loss of the season. Uh, was two wins, two draws, and then uh, yeah, one win for the right swipes. So um, did you hear much of what happened with that? Yeah. Yeah, just that uh, Leo went hot out of the blocks and, um, yeah, just Darren couldn't keep pace. Just Leo Leo just went hot and Darren didn't. Um, obviously, we've said, you know, publicly on the pod that the Warriors are a strong unit um, and, you know, they had Josh Smith filtering down into one of the doubles pairings, um, which, yeah, um, just goes to show that they've got some talent there and obviously um who was the other one Taryn and Pete that Peter Chu in a, a doubles pairing with Taryn and they got it done so that's the 2v1 the only other scores I heard from that uh matchups was that um Chris Hart uh was maybe a bit of a passenger on the Josh Smith bandwagon yeah well who, he was pretty injured 
uh, like I said, he can't even throw a forehand, and that's basically mostly what he does. But yeah. So another big scalp. Oh well, like we were given um, Jacob grief through the week, saying "Good luck, mate." Like I don't know how you and Lockie are going to go against Josh Smith and Chris Hart. Obviously, not knowing that Chris Hart was carrying an injury. Anyway, they've leveled it up. That they went minus eleven apiece. Those doubles, apparently. Yeah, that's ridiculous. From what Jacob was saying, uh, Josh was just absolutely slaying. So it's yeah. crazy that those boys were managing to keep up at all. Like I, I would have had that chalk down as a, as a pretty easy win for uh, the Warriors. So to get that draw is, is hot. And I think it came down to another long part on the last hole for Jacob. I think he's had two street league matchups and uh, one draw, one win now, both in the doubles and both with the, like a long putt on the 18th. And the guy cannot putt, so he's, <laughs> he's doing all right. He is. But Saxby just destroying Sawyer. Uh, five up. That's hectic. I, I didn't see that one coming at all. Another way around, is it not? Yeah, definitely is. That's probably why I didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though they're matched, like they're matched pretty evenly on rating, but obviously Stoyer is the course designer yeah. and destroyed it during throwers, and I think he, uh, yeah, went back, yeah. went in with that flavor and got it done over Saxby. No, you're right. That was real stupid of me. He's clearly highlighted in bright green as well, too. So I don't know what made me think that. But yeah, the big American died definitely too strong. Uh, and then, um, yeah, the Ryan Hart-Chris Scott matchup. He said they both played really well, but, um, yeah, Chris Scott, that's back-to-back weeks where he was uh, undermanned and he pulled out a big win and now he's had a big draw, so he's doing well. I wonder how that checks out on the uh, Statpendo mm, statistics. I'd be very interested in that as well. We'll check uh, in real quick on the leaderboard, though. So the right stri- swipes please, are still... In uh, first position with two wins, because uh, their differentials at four up. The Warriors with two wins, their differentials at one up. The Honey Badgers uh, only with a one win, but their differentials at nine up because of how much our team got molested by them. Uh, and then that leaves us as the only team with a down. We are fourteen down collectively, and um, I think we were two up heading into this uh, into this week. <laughs> I think we were a collective 16 down. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm taking zero blame. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, what does uh, StatPendo got for us? I was just trying to uh, look at his win quality to see how Chris Scott was going on that leaderboard. Um, and he's not faring that high. So I wonder if there's something there for StatPendo to think about. I wonder if if draws are factored in, how the draws do factor in or maybe they don't factor in. Um, not too sure, but he's not uh, reading cr- uh, outrageously high on there. Uh, Penn is looking quite good. Jason continues to look quite good, as do you. But as StatPendo does for us, he brings in the notable stats after round three, and I'm just going to go through them. So the exhibition match uh, between Alan Brunsting and the BMX track, the BMX track was the clear favorite, smashing Allen and literally sending him to the infirmary. Um, so that was obviously a week ago, uh, a week earlier, but it got a mention in the stats, which I like. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that got in there. Weekend Com- dominance. Completely out relevant. Of 11, out of the 11 matchups played, four were won by five and one was won by six. So you've got like half the matchups there and they were dominated. So... And that's definitely been, that was the flavor of the round as we went through the results there. 
Uh, Warriors vs. Right Stripes. The Warriors fielded just two native players um, and outsourced five mercenaries. That's wild. The right sides have employed the most mercenaries so far, seven across the three rounds, but with a negative return. With the seven mercenaries they've used, there's only been one win, one draw, and four losses. Big. Yeah. So, and that's basically been, and that's another stat he wants to mention, that the mercenaries underperform, having a total win ratio of just 19% across the three rounds, winning just three out of 16 matchups. Including matchups against themselves. Which includes the <laughs> matchups against themselves. That's funny. Two pu- Badgers win three matchups by five and over. Yeah, we don't need to hear that again. Hmm. Uh, but after three rounds, it's the first time that the lower rated team has won by 898 versus 906. So uh, collectively, their average was 898, lower than ours. Um, they got it done. But, you know, I, I will get it off my chest early. They've clearly got players on the rise where there are some team members, namely myself, <laughs> on our team that are on the decline. Uh, Pen Lu, all right, Pen, nice of him to mention himself. Pen Lu sets the single dominance record with a win by six. Yep, we did mention that, biggest win. Uh, current MVP is obviously yourself, as you uh, have right, rightfully noted, 100% win rate, 90% quality opponents, three rounds, three wins. Uh, 94%, 94% quality opponents, thank you. Sorry, 90, 94% quality opponents, three rounds, three wins, wins in singles and doubles uh, if we don't include the match against the BMX track. <laughs> Most dominant singles player is Penn with the 110 dominance average. But I, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I have no idea. He's probably already thought about it himself, but I'm throwing it out there, Penn. I know you're listening. Um... Chris Scott seems to be doing well against big opponents, but that doesn't appear apparent. Um, yeah, I'm interested AWOL, in that. Got to figure that one out. Yeah, AWOL, Ash Wiener, and Johnny Martin, still MIA with zero rounds played. <laughs> yeah, I think Taren, Taren's probably got two in. Um, who else? I think, isn't Peter Chu a mercenary? <laughs> oh, potentially, yeah. Uh, I feel like he's played every single week. <laughs> Um, yeah, Pinachu is a mercenary. He's played every single week. Uh, so, um, yeah, what's going on, Ash? Pull your finger out. And then Johnny Martin's in our group. So we've got a guy on our team that has had zero wins, uh, zero um, attendance. And I think we've only had one mercenary, which was last week. Oh, that's good by us. Yeah, right? Our team's showing up. We're showing up to lose, but we're showing up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah, you had mentioned that some of these teams have um, some people, let's say, on the rise. And um, this week, well, that last week was a pretty good example of it. So, uh, you and Dazza have been sort of Melbourne big dogs, one from the East, one from the West, for quite some time. And it's not really, not really true anymore. Is that what we're going with? What, what's your take? Yeah, it's it's looking more and more like that. We've been obviously talking positively about Ryan DR, Leo Dykes, um, quite a lot on the pod. Um, you know, and uh, you know uh, the Bulldog bully himself, Aiden Howard, obviously uh, smacked me um, at the at the street league. But yeah, I looked up the Melbourne club on metrics. Uh, the top three rated players is Peaches himself, Marcus Velotta 
is our, uh, only one rating point below David Perry with a 982 metrics rating, mind you. Yeah. Uh, but Marcus is uh, he's not really integrating himself. Like, I almost guarantee he's not listening to this pod. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, he, like, I've never said get over the guy of you. Uh, I played around with him, uh, I think, once. So that's about yeah. it. That's our interactions. Ryan Deer is our third highest rated player at the club. Uh, so you won't see me on the podium. You won't see Daz on the podium. We we do make up fourth and fifth though. Um, but yeah, you dropping know, rapidly Dykes, though. Yeah, dropping rapidly. Like <laughs> no, I was nine sixty something rated. I'm now nine five one. Daz Daz nine four eight. I uh, wonder if that's that might not be taken into to account today's round, which I imagine was well below that. And yeah, you've got Aiden on the rise, Leo on the rise. Uh, yeah, I think there's a changing of the guard and I welcome it. I absolutely welcome it. And the fact that these guys are in their low 20s, um, I'm hyped for the club and I hope they stick around. Um, they, they, you know, they appear to be right into it. They've obviously got an Airbnb lined up for nationals. They're coming down for nationals. Um, and I imagine they're signed up for club champs as well. And yeah, you know, Daz and I, there's a world that like neither Daz or I make lead card at club champs. Yeah, I think so. That's um, <laughs> yeah, definitely a, a strong possibility uh, in this world this year. <laughs> yeah, um, and exactly. I also welcome it uh, mostly because I am not part of the guard. Um, I am well away from the gates um, in one of the poor villages. But uh, so if the guards change, that's fine doesn't bother me <laughs> uh, although i think the last time we had a club champs i was on lead card so um mm, you might not have made it to that event but i was still on lead card <laughs> yeah i was a part of that event for a long time it was over separate weekends and then uh unfortunately my uh the final day my beautiful wife had a car accident and i had to bail yeah, it was, uh, yeah, very disappointing because you were probably going to win it at all. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I got only cards, so I was like, all right. <laughs> no, never. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. Uh, speaking of club champs, have you submitted your scores yet? I have. After our chat, I went and did it. Mm. Do you think you're looking good? What uh, What were your rough numbers? Uh, they were, off the top of my head, there was like a, a 10, a 10, 20, a 10, 12, and maybe like a 9, 9, 8, 5 or something like that. Yeah, well, that's looking good. So uh, we don't know how many people are exactly getting taken per division yet, but um, I've got a feeling they'll take at least four, and uh, I can't see four more people having a better score than that. So you're definitely in. I was a bit shaky on mine until uh, Chris Scott told me his, and then I was like, oh, never mind. I think I've got a 980, a 960, and a, maybe a 950-ish. You know, uh, and, uh, yeah, I wasn't sure that the, the 50 and the 60 would be doing enough. But then I think Chris Scott, had his highest was a 60, and he had a 40 or something in there. And I was like, well, he's better than me. So um, if he's got that and um, he's better than me, then uh, I should be looking good. So hopefully I'll, uh, I'll make the cut. But, yeah, make sure people submit their scores and if you don't have um if you don't have good enough scores there's not too many more social days to to get them right so you better be getting out there yeah uh second that sentiment uh i'll go on to say that yeah there's what four social days left that's it 
um, and there's East and West up for grabs, so go do it. And uh, listen to our next episode where we're hoping to bring a bit more detail about how that leaderboard's shaken out. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think my worst one is at Ruffy. So next social day, yeah, hopefully I can make it to that and, um, yeah, improve on it. Mm-hmm. Today, my social day did not improve on my Bald Hill score. Today, I was trash. Um, <laughs> before we get into anyone who was good, um, yeah, I was just trash. I couldn't throw straight, and that's kind of the only thing I can do. So um, it wasn't great for me. A lot of, uh, lot of bogeys. Uh, yeah. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> a double, and a double bogey. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, well, hopefully. All right. So before we get before we get too far into it, I, <laughs> this is my Dharma's fault too. I noticed a strong pattern when I was coming up to hole fourteen, which was my second last hole. Um, so let's we have forty eight players played today. It was not a particularly windy day. Like Bald Hill can get pretty windy. It was not particularly windy. Hole fourteen is, I would say, the hardest hole, but it's not so hard of a hole. Um, without having a strong look, how many birdies on the day do you think there were? Uh, I've seen. Oh, you've had a good look? Uh, yeah, I've oh, had okay. a good Well, look, there was yeah. only one, uh, which is understandable. Yeah. It's a, that's a hard, very hard one to bird, uh, birdie. Uh, by, a, the, by the club's second highest rated player. Yeah, Marcus, Marcus who can himself. throw so far. But the thing yeah. that really stood out to me is the one, two, three, four, five, five pars. Five pars and one birdie. So the six out of the 48 people who played did not take a bogey or worse on that hole. Like, that's messed up. I've got, I've I might be counting wrong here. Out. Seven. <laughs> no, you're not. You ready for this? Bogeys, yeah. 52.5% of the field. Double bogeys, 22.5% of the field. Ripple bogeys, 20% of the field with only... <laughs> 20% of players, so what's equal is birdie and pars combined is equal to the amount of triple bogeys that happened on that hole today. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what was going on. And it, like I said, like Penn took a double, Glenn took a triple, I took a double. Uh, that's hot form from the A's. And then yeah, a lot of people in the B's and C's. Uh, like I said, I wasn't even... I just threw terribly. I, I yanked on it, which I was doing all day. Um, and then end up in the crap and then just went bad from worse to there um i don't know i don't know why i was playing so hard today but uh yeah hole 14 absolute killer uh one of the guys who took a bogey was ryan deer who finished the day 11 under Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) bogey on 11 and 14 but just an eagle and then 12 other uh birdies is ridiculous it is ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Six birdies on the back nine, um, which I don't think I've ever done. And I'll go as far to say as I don't know if I can do. It came in as a cool 10-25 rated round today. Insane. That's good. So he's probably making club champs just quietly. He's probably making <laughs> club champs. Yeah, six birdies on the back. That's messed up. There, there has to be very few people... They've ever done that. I'm sure Dazza has. Uh, there's no way Aiden hasn't. Um, no, I think my other week when I hit my PB, I think I was an egg three through the back nine, and I was like, oh, I am God's gift to disc golf. Um, yeah, it's insane. 
I hope I don't mess this up, but it'll be remiss of me not to mention it again if I've already mentioned it on the potty. But I I was at a social day with Daz once where he shot minus 10 with a minus 9 on the back nine. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> that's so gross. Yeah. Where did you guys start, front or back? Um, Like in the middle of the back. Okay. So, like, he started good and then went trash and then finished good and then, like, we shook it out. It was a minus nine on the back nine for a minus ten score. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, Aiden was in line to smash Ryan Discord today. He was neg nine through 12 at one stage when I looked at it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but then it got a little bit bland and then he came up against hole 14 and even he took a bogey on it. So, um, yeah, he ended up uh, neg nine for the day. Um, so, it's still very good, even with uh, Marcus, who had played in the morning. Um, and, yeah, that Marcus, Aiden, and Ryan were the only ones with Eagles on the day. So, was playing a little tougher than normal, I guess. But, yeah. Other than that, nothing too spectacular. Um, I played with Taron, who uh, yeah, shot neg five, um, which is pretty good. Bounce back from his uh, Werribee one. Where it was plus six. And he threw a roller on hole... I'm going to point... Yeah, I've got to point this out. He throws a roller on hole 13. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Which is a forehand hole for, you know, any sort of normal person, backhand turner if you don't have it. And he parked it. That's cool. Yeah, went around that big tree and then curled back. I was very impressed. He'll hear about this in a few months. Um, he actually and, asked uh, about it today. <laughs> um, I think because uh, something came up about me in shit on the BMX bike, and then the nomination came up, and then he's like, "Well, I didn't hear about it." And I'm like, "It's because you don't listen to our pod." And he's like, "Well, where are we listening?" And we went from there. But there you go. Yeah. Um, I do love the fact that <laughs> that like months after I tagged him on Instagram, like literally like. Months and months on after I tagged him on Instagram with our potty stuff that he finally gave it a laugh the other day. God, it made me laugh, Taron. <laughs> but um, I'm just having a look at his stats, right? He has this for a swing. He's nearly had a 200 rating point swing between last week and this week. So last week, his round came in at 7.62. This week, it come in at 9.53. Yeah. Yeah, he was actually pointing out that too that like it makes him a good mercenary because... Uh, because he plays, he's like, oh, I'm much better than my rating. And in my head, I was like, you can be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, 200 points swing to him. So yeah, good. Uh, well done today then by him. Um, and Paul Arden popped up. I haven't seen Paul Arden yeah. in a social day all year. Um, I, was, I was disappointed I missed him. He was gone before I got there, I think. But uh, nice neg three for him. He took out uh, Div B. So yeah, great to see Paul. And, um, yeah, I played with a guy, Dimitri Ross. I've seen the name a bit, but I hadn't actually played with him before. And, uh, yeah, he looked pretty good. He, uh, he's got a nice, um, nice action. The, sh- the shots that were coming out really good were really good, but he just can't putt yet. So he needs to work on that. That's fine. <laughs> neither, neither could I today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then we have to talk about Tobias Weber. Yes, what a wild round. Cause what, I think he started on a whole one, right? Uh, yeah, early, somewhere early. Yeah, it must have been hole one. Yes. Yeah, so he has gone birdie, double bogey, birdie, 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 birdie. 
So he's put together five birdies in a row. Uh, and then three pars, and then it all went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Once he hit that uh, that 11th hole, it all went to shit. So he ended up with a plus five. Um wild where he was four down through seven and he was looking like he was this is the turning point for his this golf career yeah but and he um yeah, yeah he lost uh he lost handicap by less than a stroke Aww. um and so um i'm sure he wants one of those back nine hole uh back nine shots back um but still he's torched he's still torched on the handicap results no exactly and good signs for him so anytime you can put five birdies together is, is a very good day. I can't remember ever doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how I feel about it at the moment. <laughs> uh, Leah Thur- Thorogood. Leah Thorogood takes out the handicap. Uh, yes. Another new player, I'm sure. And uh, down the other end was Saul Thorogood. <laughs> Came last in the handicap. So we got a Thorogood sandwich. Beautiful. That's thoroughly delicious. Uh, our, our boy Picanti's down there. Peter Chu's down there. Tim Ware's down there. Somehow I'm not even that far down there. So um, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. No, you've done well. And, um, you know, Daz has, you know, Daz has stayed away from the very bottom as well. I'm sure um, he, he wants better than minus three around his track as well. Um, but, yeah, a few people struggled. Mm. Uh, and then so... When we saw Ryan Deer score today, uh, I was playing with Ash. And Ash said to me, he goes, are we even surprised anymore? And I'm like, well, I'm still surprised. Like, that's still very good. Uh, I know that, you know, every week it seems like at Bald Hill, someone's hitting that double digits. But I feel like it, it does get exponentially harder, more so at this course than, you know, the other ones that we, we play, I'd say. Um like an 11 down there is still very, very good. That's so hard. Yeah, agreed. I I will just say, though, an 11 is really pretty equivalent to a 9, though. There are two holes at Bald Hill that are regularly eagled. Yeah, but then you got to eagle them. Yeah, you I guess that does eagle. help. That sort of does take off the maybe a bit of the shine, but... Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's still impressing me. It's still hard. Most people in that A division don't get past five. No. So, no, no. It's hot. Um, and if I most wonder, people are getting I, past five and you're more than twice as good as that, that's pretty good. No, it's awesome. I mean, last time, yeah, I can't be. Yeah, I think I shot minus two last time I was there or something like that. Um, so minus 11 is hot. I wondered if Ash was asking, are we even surprised that it's Ryan popping off anymore? No, nah, he was, that, yeah. Yeah, because that's a separate question. And no, no, I'm not. Um, I'm stoked that I got to play. Like, I think I'm, it was the first out of the crew that got to play with him. And, I, you know, people are like, oh, you know, Chris is fanboying over this guy, throwing magnets on hole 18. Um, but I just was like, he just jumped out at me straight away. The way he was like just throwing putters on holes that I'm throwing destroyers. And, yeah, a few months later, he's, uh, yeah, but one of the best players in the club, if not the currently the best player at the club. Yeah, nah, for sure. Yeah. Although he played shit at Werry. Yes. <laughs> Can't get too high on anyone, you know? Yeah. Uh, we'll, um, we'll switch focus a little bit. We'll head over to the New South Wales Open that was played uh, last weekend. 
many Eagles. Not many Eagles went up to New South Wales. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely not. So it's not going to get a lot of attention. Uh, but I have been fangirling over Austin D'Alessandro, um, and I've got him as Australia's second best player, and he absolutely destroyed the field once again, an eight-stroke victory over second place. Um, with with a 9.20 rated round in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's just pure dominance. Um, the wind destroyed him in that second round. Apparently, the coverage is just going to be disgusting, and no one's going to want to watch it. Uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, and a, a monster third round, 10-12 rated, 1,000 rated first round. Like, what are you going to do? Good golf. Yeah. Um, his birdie rate would be, like, yeah, ex- exponentially higher than everyone else's as well. Like, And that's the, what you get with Austin. You obviously get birdies and you get double bogeys. Um, but, yeah, he torched it. He just absolutely torched it. Uh, followed... Uh, eight strokes behind, but Leith Brody, nice to see, uh, you know, we we uh, like to see the Olympians up on the leaderboard. Yeah, exactly. We like Leith too, super nice guy. Yeah, 100%. And Chile uh, back on the podium. Um, but yeah, both of those players are playing below their rating. Yeah, um, way, way off. Yeah. Uh, but not as far off as Jay Brady. What is going on? I gave him a rev up at the last big tournament they had, uh, and he's just not hearing it. Yeah. Doesn't he know that when you get a not like, you got to start playing better? He, he's missed the memo. He's he 100% missed the, the memo. memo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. He uh, he nicked off over to the States to watch uh, Worlds, right? And then he's come back uh, worse. Oh, no. I think he went to uh, MVP, Maple Hill. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the story was there. Um, I know he, for a living, works with trees. And I know... Maple Hill is a tree farm, so I'm going to say the two things are connected. I love it. He's swindled a work trip. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, and then uh, in MA1, uh, we better give him a shout out. He's a friend of the show. He's not a Melbourneian, but uh, Matt Green in uh, Tassie. And uh, he, he had a very disappointing second round, just like basically everyone did, but uh, some very hot round one and three. Uh, he's jumped up into MA1. And he has super struggled, but in this event, he has done very well. Got himself uh, more than the front half of the pack. So um, our good friend, Matt Green, gets a shout-out, although he couldn't catch his buddy, Ed. No. Ed, uh, yeah, Ed had him by six shots. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, good work to the Taswegians. Like, um, you, know, you know, per capita, they're well better represented than the Eagles at New South Wales Open. So... Good work, Taswegians, getting out there. Uh, and then in the FA1, Emma, who had been very hot, just got destroyed. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's fair to say. Um, yeah. yeah, not so good. But, um, yeah, she me- <laughs> she ended up messaging me uh, after the event. She's like, I'm sure you're going to see this anyway. But, yes, I played shit. <laughs> <laughs> So just tough going for for there with uh, Emma. Yeah, a bit of wind and a lot of OB. I think uh, did her in. So uh, I think I would have been the same. Wind and OB are my two least favorite things. So put them together, and I'm in all sorts. That side of the final round, though, she wasn't that far off her rating. No, nah, exactly. Um, I think props do need to go to the three ladies that 
uh, got it done because they're all pretty evenly rated, especially the uh, Julie and Sam. And um, it looks like they've possibly played above their rating just about all of them. So well done, ladies. Yeah, definitely. And the person who took it out, Jennifer Lan, who I don't know who that is, but she looks like one of the only people that managed to handle the wind in that second round. So uh, what she shot a 70 and Austin shot a 69. So the guy who won the tournament by a million had one stroke better than her in the second round. So very impressive. Very impressive by her. Uh, I'm just trying to scroll down to see any other uh, Melburnians. Was the, the park crew went over, didn't they? Uh, park crew. I can't find Kyle on there, but I found Ash. And I maybe Kyle's just purely on the camera. And the Webbers. I can see... Um, oh, yes. Uh, uh, Roland and MA40 um, shooting well above his rating all three rounds. So props to Roland. Nice. That's huge. Um, but obviously our our mate Tobias was always going to struggle up against the uh, was he the Estonian champ Don Carter? No, what do you win the Swedish Open or something? <laughs> yeah, the Estonian champ. Don dominated. Um, and Ash Weidner did see him in there somewhere. Where is he kicking MA3? Uh, Beating his brother by two shots. Nice. He'll like that. He will. <laughs> He'll like that. Uh, nice. Uh, so the USDGC is on at the moment. So uh, anyone who isn't up to date, um, maybe skip forward a minute or so. But um, what have you seen so far that you like there, Chris? Uh, I'm loving the foreshadowing by bloke and out tipping comp. Um, Aaron Ponderduro. I've definitely said that wrong, but that's the game. Yeah. Um, who about a week and a half ago says uh, in one of our group chats, let's go Sullivan Tipton. And uh, fast forward 10 days and you'll find Sullivan Tipton in third place at USDGC. Which is crazy because I think, well, it was uh, an event where it was just the women were playing, right? It was the women's disc golf championships that we were meant to tip but the way exactly. our form is set up you have to tip a male person as well so we were like just tip someone that you'll never tip and he's like let's all get on sullivan <laughs> <laughs> and then look at him go what's going on with an ace today as well yeah it was sick i saw it live it was epic um the guy can throw a sidearm. Fair to say, Timmy Bowen is frothing over Sullivan Tipton because he he loves a flex sidearm. Um, but yeah, he he flex sidearms the the gate hole and um, yes, yeah, skipped it in for a one today. So tipping it in, young Tipton, which was epic. Um, tipping it and in, yeah, and he was just yeah throwing bomb sidearms on a lot of holes. It was really cool to see. Um, um, Joel Freeman apparently from all accounts, I think we all agree, seems like a bit of an arsehole. Um, he's, he's he's out in front um, and playing really good golf. He's, uh, was, yeah, played well yesterday, played well this morning. So he's holding on to the lead at the moment. Uh, and what do you think about the Climo commentary? So I have, yeah, listened both days, um, more so today. I listened to a few more hours this morning than yesterday. They got it better today. Uh, yesterday, there was there was a bit of rivalry, awkward rivalry, and too many voices, and it didn't quite work yesterday. I think that would I don't know what was going on. I think Philo just needed to take a back seat a little bit. Um, this morning was a lot better, and uh, yeah, it's just awesome that Climo's 
um, hanging around, to be honest, and it's cool to hear his insight. Yeah, nice. Uh, and who do you think is going to take it out? We're halfway through now. Two rounds in, Joel Freeman's got the lead. Is he? Does he hold out? So, big dogs in the top 10 uh, is not many. All right, It's awesome to see our mate responding from his Wordle sponsorship, James Conrad, currently sitting in T9. Oh, yeah, for sure. I did spot that. you got Matty O, and you've got Simon Lazotte, just just in and about the chase card. Um, you know, it's it's hard to kind of look past those guys who obviously have um, that experience. Um, has Simon Lazotte won a major? Don't think so. Not that I can think of the top of my head, no. Matty O has uh, definitely not won a major. Uh, James Conrad has won uh, the world, so he has. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't see Bradley getting it done. I hope Joel doesn't get it done. So, um, I don't know. Does Kyle Klein, Kyle Klein, he was was he not the playoff against Paul McBeth when Paul McBeth won the USDGC last year or the year before? So is it Kyle coming back to get his recuppance, maybe? Yeah, it um, could be. I don't know. I'm in, in my head on final day... Uh, yeah, I don't think Joel holds out. I see Kyle there. I can't imagine Sullivan Tipton stays there. I can't see Bradley Williams, but I can see Adam Hammers in that final. Uh, I definitely think Simon's there, and I think he probably wins. Uh, and then that fourth spot, yeah, I don't know. Could be James, could be Matty O, Dickerson could charge. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Simon. I think he takes it out. That would be cool. I'd love to see Simon... Uh, take out the USDGC. That would be epic. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm pretty. I think he hasn't got a major. So um, yeah, I, I'm happy to root for Simon. But I also just like love Mattyo. Like yeah, Mattyo back to back would be just phenomenal. Nah, for sure. It's just a pretty decent deficit <laughs> at the moment. So I just uh, I feel like you need that guy that can just go nuts. And I reckon Simon can have a round next where he gets that five stroke deficit to a one-stroke deficit, and then all of a sudden he's like, okay, this is me. I might need to take a sickie Monday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what about on the uh, throw pink side? Who do you think ends up taking that out? I haven't even really looked at those scores because the lady I tipped is SD Ruglin. Um, <laughs> let's get over there. Oh, so the two fins are still killing it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Evelina gets it done. You reckon? You reckon she manages to hold out? Yeah, she's been good ever since she'd come back from a long hi- hiatus. Like, of course, she still misses a putt. And I'm sure even if we looked at stats for this event, um, she probably is still missing putts, but still just dominating. Like, Tita Green, she is so good. Like, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so where is her C1 putting stats right now? Oh, okay, have a stab at this, Alan. Oh, no, no. Have a stab at what... So she's two rounds in. Mm-hmm. What is her C1 percentage? Uh, I mean, she's doing well and, she's and well. Winning, she's winning yeah. the event. Yeah, yeah. Well for her is like 65%? Yeah, 58%. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, and winning the event. So like... Insane. She's missed half her parts, man. Like, that's wild. Yeah, so no, I don't think uh, like I don't think she can hold out. I just don't think you can hold out four rounds and not make any putts. So I don't think she gets it done. Um, I'm looking at uh, Holland Handley. 
I reckon yeah. she's got it in her. She gets better every round, and she's got two more rounds to get better. So this is—it's just fun. Like she doesn't even run circle two putts, like because she knows she can't make them. But yeah, she's made zero circle two putts, and he's bloody fifty-eight. But she's thirty-four players are putting better than her. She's thirty-fifth for the putting stats. Amazing, and she and she's winning the event. It, it's just well, imagine for all if you she trash putt. putters out there. There's hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about the putting. Just work on those drives. Hang on. How many people are in the field? Okay. 40. I'm really There's 40 people 40. in the field and 34 of them are putting better than her. Amazing. That's just unbelievable. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So back to Australia. They announced the uh, prize money for nationals and it was looking... I thought pretty tasty. Um, you put a poll up there on our socials with a little slider bar, did you not? To uh, I did indicate whether the cash was a, was a good thing or a bad thing, and uh, I was a bit surprised by the results. What about you? Uh, very surprised when I put it up there. I, mean, I was just put it up there for just for the hype train. I thought, how good's this? Get around it, people, and uh, a few people decided uh, not to get around it. Yeah, not enough cash, they seem to think. Yeah, so I'm just bringing them up now. Um, so we had well, one, two, we had three people rated as zero, and someone put it in the middle, uh, which is equivalent to the amount of people that were about it. So 50-50 split about people being in favour and people not in favour of it. And what's the pot now? Like, the winner gets... Like sixteen hundred bucks or something, right? Pro purse ten grand. Yeah, pro purse ten grand. Not enough yeah. cash. What's going Not on? Not enough cash. Are we? Yeah. Um, well, it got me thinking. Um, you, what did you pay to enter? Uh a lot. I don't remember Roughly. a lot. Two hundred bucks. Yeah. Ish. One eighty. No, no, no. At least. Okay. It was, oh Jesus! So don't remind pros, me then. I think pros paid over two hundred. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, you, so, I, I think what I paid. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but yeah, I the think, pros paid. I think AMS, I think AMS paid 200, maybe okay, 180. But let's like let's just call it 200 to be square. Mm. There is nearly 200 players um across the two um weekends. Yeah, but how many pros though? Um oh, no idea. Yeah. Without notice. <laughs> so, no well, idea. most of the most of the pro money doesn't get subsidised from the AM money. Well, it's not meant to anyway. No, it's not meant to, and it shouldn't. And I hope it doesn't. But I think I do there's wanna... uh, like thirty-five or something pros. Okay. What I do want to say though is, money generated from hosting this event is above thirty-five grand. Yeah, but uh, but the pro if there's thirty-five pros at 200 a pop that's what seven grand so they got three grand uh, of added cash uh so 35 times 250 yeah it's well, 850 yeah 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 they did get three grand um of added cash and that, like and that's where it is but i'm very curious to see um how they're spending the 40 grand or the am money think- yeah yeah, the AM money. And I think that's where I feel the negative voters, because I qu- question them, I think that's where they're coming from. They're like, okay. nah, there's money in the pot. So, like, where is that money going? Yeah, I get that. But, I, yeah, I don't 
yeah, and as far as I'm aware, and money doesn't go to pro um, prizes. So no. you get your pro money, and then if you can get added cash for the event, I get what they're saying. If the if the ad money entry is massive, then yeah, where's you know where's it going? But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that all goes. Whether the the baskets were subsidised through that or not, uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a lot. <laughs> I thought that was a lot. Large large field with a large entry and extra cash. I thought ten grand was a lot, but um, yeah, apparently not. Not enough for uh, old mate. I've forgotten his name. Who's who's good? And he's Australian. Bainey. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Luke not enough. Not enough for him to show up. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I wonder what it'd be interesting to see what the prize pool at Gambia is then too, and how it compares. True. Mm. Um. All right. So should we hang on? Oh, yeah. Before yeah, yeah. we move on. Yeah, speaking yeah. of nationals, I've told a couple of people this in passing, and now I have a podcast. I'm going to tell my whole listeners. As it stands, I am the lowest PDGA number in the MPO field at Australian Nationals. Yeah, well, you told me that, and I immediately corrected you, and then I guess you've run with it again? Yeah, yeah, because Feezy's not there. What do you mean Feezy's not there? He was there when I looked. No, he's not playing MPO. What do you mean? He was when you told me. No, no, he's playing MP40. Oh, he switched. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, that's yeah. nice. It's, Look at you then, old man. Yeah, it's me followed by Fish and then um, and then Sullivan before Paddy comes in with his 62,000. Simon uh, so Feasy yeah. playing MP4. Oh, smart because the money in that's good as well. I think first place in MP40 is like 1,500 bucks. Exactly, exactly. And he's very good. So, ooh, okay. Yeah. That's so spicy. I'm feeling very old. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, and then and and so that's the other end, the the lowest PDG number, or the two that fuck actually, the three lowest PDG highest PDG numbers in the field are three blokes who are gonna smack me, Aiden Howard, Leo Dykes, and Ryan Deer are at the other end of the board. That's gold. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, I think I'm in a um, I think I'm in a similar boat. I think I'm one of the uh, the top few. Um, wait, just get me up real quick. I think, uh, Jeremiah Flickinger, I know he's got me covered. Um, but where are we? My mate, Cy Spencer's got you covered. Cy Spencer oh, oh, that prick. Yeah. He yeah. was meant to be playing in open. Well, there you go. I'm the, I'm the third oldest prick in MA1. And uh, if you click on Cy Spencer, there's one thing you'll notice. He's got an MPO victory this year. He took out his uh, first ever MPO victory the other day. Well, I might have to uh, protest at that if he beats me. Then. At 23, the 2023 Singapore Disc Golf Champs. He got the W at the Singapore Champs themselves. <laughs> nice. And Very now he's nice. playing MA1. Yeah, well, I'll smack him. It's basically my <laughs> yeah. home course down there in Tassie. So. Yeah, yeah, you got him. You got him. Uh, one thing we also forgot to uh, talk about because I didn't write it down on the uh, on my notes um, is we had our tips for the Werribee Social Day. Oh yes, we did. And um, we had one other person send their tips in. Uh, do you remember who it was? Oh, tell me. Uh, no. <laughs> well, whoever was, uh, was uh, no, no, it was it was Ash. It was Ash. It was um, Ash Weedner. Oh, Ash. Oh no, yeah, Ash, Ash B. B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ash B. You are trash. Mate, yes, yes. couldn't have been further from it. Um, maybe maybe he was just trying to do the right thing and not jump on the uh, Peter Chu bandwagon because he didn't take him. 
Uh, and that was a massive, massive mistake. So, <laughs> so uh, we won't even let people know uh, Ash's terrible tip. But um, you and I both took Peter Chu, and so it came down to our um, second place, our second person. And you had Pan, and I smartly took Big Sam Stoyer, who beat him by a whopping one stroke. Ring a ding ding. Chocolates go to me. It's the only thing keeping me interested throughout the round, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I was watching that unfold because I was not playing good disc golf. Oh, nice. Uh, all right. So, speaking of Pan, uh, who has just let you down, by the way, just remember that. Um, we're going to do him for the player raider. We are. Nice. So, uh, what are our categories for the people playing at home? So, yes, good. We're definitely doing this on the fly a little bit at the moment. So, our categories are driving putting, mental game, and card vibes. Mm, and yeah, it's, I was like, what do you mean we're doing it on this fly? Because we did not come up with a special category. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm just I have of, one. You've got, I've one? got one? In my, yeah, yeah, we've got one. Let's um, go for as it. Voter, as suggested by our guest voter, um, thank you for suggesting this because we're going to run with it. Our uh, special category, I was just going to read it word for word from our guy. Um, where is it? Um, zero four. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to watch his frisbee after throwing it. He like, uh, pen just is uh easily distracted and easily loses discs. Um, I'm giving away maybe the score. Sorry, because we're doing this on the fly. Oh, nah, sounds good. So his special category is ability to watch his disc after he's thrown it. Yeah, well, you think we've done this segment before. Yeah, I know. Jesus, we missed one regular day and all of a sudden we're shook. Um, all right, before we jump into this, too, because this also did remind me of something we forgot. Um, our good mate Aaron Picanti Beans wanted us to give a shout out to Kyle Herbertson and tell him that he still owes him a tip. Apparently, Kyle was going to give him a tip on his approach game. Is that how I'm reading this? Uh, yes. and has not done so, and Aaron is fed up. He wants his tip. So, Kyle, mate, get it to him. How hard is it? And uh, Aaron, um, if you want tips, don't ask Kyle. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing. I'm just messing, Kyle. Uh, all right, so let's go into uh, the pen player radar. So what do yeah. you got for or go, yeah? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to rate him because I've played a few rounds with Penn mm-hmm. and I'm going to rate him and you're going to do our guest raider. Is that fair? Oh, okay, sure. I guess I don't get my own opinion here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've played a few rounds with Penn, but I'll, I'll, uh, I've got our guest raider up um, and maybe I'll, I'll morph the two. Yes, all right, good. That's what I'm trying to figure out. All right, good. That's what we're going to go with. All right, driving. We'll start with driving. I'm going to go with um, a solid... Uh, Pen is new to the game. Uh, new to the game. New to the course game. He's actually played a lot of paddock disc golf. He's new to disc uh, disc golf course disc golf, um, and he's learning a variety of shots. And he has many shapes, predominantly backhand for sure, um, but you're not really messing around much with sidearm and given that he's often got a bit of a hobble on he's he's not a he's not a big distance guy but he's definitely got shape control um 
and yeah, and style. So I'm going to go with a solid four. Uh, yeah, I'm with you too. I like the four. Um, I don't like to go this high for someone who can't throw that far. Um, and yeah, he cannot throw that far. So, but uh, he's smooth. It's so smooth. It's frustratingly smooth. Like his action is is yeah really like butter like um, Leith Brody we were talking about. Uh, and I think he gets that extra half a point back up because of that. So I, I like the four as well. Yeah, we also like he smoked us at Ruffy with a cane in one hand one day. So yeah, and he did a lot of that work off the tee. So he needs a four. Yeah, that no, sounds good. Um, putting, uh, I'm also going with a four. I guess Judge gave him a three point five, and I think that's too harsh. Uh, I'm rounding up to a four. Uh, every time I play with him, he just drains putts. So I haven't played with him in his trash rounds, so I don't know. But um, yeah, the guy drains putts. It's very frustrating. He does drain putts, but I I'm gonna I'm gonna hold with the three point five. That's gonna Eddie's gonna round up to four in our system, but I I have seen him miss. Um, you know, we all talk about it. It's like, oh, how many putts did you miss less than five meters? Oh, I missed a five meter putt, blah, blah, blah. If Penn's ever having that conversation, uh, he has the ability to converse about missing four meter putts. And <laughs> that, that you, you can't, you can't be missing four meter putts, but he does. He does. I see him cage four meter putts, okay. um, similar to like a Katrina Allen, if we've seen that footage from the weekend. All right. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to take back my overrule then. Okay. I'll take that back. Three and a half. Because that's funny you say that because the guest judge says his biggest weakness is non-obstructed four-meter putts. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Can't be getting a four then if your biggest weakness is four-meter putts. No, he can do it. I think he just like those ones, I don't know, I don't know, because he hits them. He hits all and he can hit circle two. So, yeah, it's a weird weakness to have, but it's got to be scored lowly. Uh, Mental game, what do you got? Um. Yeah, it, it's a hard one with Penn. It's a hard one with Penn. I'm going to go with... I'll go with three and a half. Um, he... We, we talk a lot, Penn and I, um, either on text or um, like on the course, and he's in this developmental stage, and I think his biggest problem with his mental game at the moment is kind of like he keeps on reiterating to himself kind of low expectations, and he's growing and he's learning, and... Um, this and that, and I'm not a 900 rated golfer. Like, Penn would already be a 930 rated golfer, I think, with a different mental approach. Um, his his golf is is 900 rated golf easily. Um, you know, hence why he managed um, in like, like to smack um, what's his name at Street League the other day. Like, Barnett. he is a yeah, thank you. A really good golfer. Um, but yeah, his mental, he's got a different mental game. I'm going three and a half. Yeah, uh, that's what the guest judge said as well. I was going to round down to a three, but there's no real point in that. Um, if you got a guy whose metrics rating is a lot higher than their PGA rating, to me, that speaks volumes. Yep. So, uh, but yep, three and a half. Needs to be better. Nah, good. Um, and then card vibes, this guest judge has gone with a one. Um, <laughs> he might've been joking there. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he actually, if you read it, I think it's actually no, I a, know. Neg- it's a negative one. Oh, it is. Sorry. A negative one. He says, fully ignores you. 
so I'm not going to go with that. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the three and a half. Um, I've had fun playing with Penn for sure. But yeah, he definitely... Uh, we, we took points down off Jeff for being in his own world. And uh, our, our good man, good friend Stat Pendo is in his own world sometimes. We've taken points off for headphones. He doesn't have headphones, but he has a one wheel. So... Yeah, I think uh, even if it was a 4.5, it gets a half a stroke off for each one of those um, to get him back down to three and a half for mine. All right. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the 2.5. Oh, you're going that hard. Yeah, just because just okay. I wanted him. Only because I wanted him to get a three. So it's a tactical 2.5. <laughs> um, because I like the, that. The Take advantage wheel. of the system. Thank you. The one wheel, you know, if we're taking points off our headphones, we've got to take points off for the one wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the guest judge's comments about ignoring you, uh, like, just could not be, like, closer to the truth. And, like, he thinks he, like, Penn, it's funny because, like, it's almost like he, he thinks he communicates with you and you have to assume that he's communicating with you. Like, at Werribee the other day, he... um we needed to move a basket and he jumps on his one wheel and he zooms off and he's not even part of the move the basket conversation. But Daz just walks up to me and he goes, do you think Penn's going to move that basket? And I'm like, yeah, that's probably what Penn's doing. Like, and he just like, he just assumes that you know what he's doing um, because he doesn't talk to you sometimes. He just expects you to know. Um, it's it's a different kind of car vibe. And yeah, uh, 2.5 landing him on a three for me. Okay, fair enough. So what's his subtotal? Uh, good question. 14. Not bad. 14. Not bad at all. Yeah. Well, if he's uh, as long as he's not Michael Johansson, he could be doing all right here. As long as he's not MJ, yes. Um, so what do you got with uh, ability to watch his disc after throwing? Um, I'm going to go I'm going to go with a solid 1. Um, I don't think I've seen some of the stuff that our guest speaker have seen, um, but I, I am aware that, you know, we'll be like down our fairway and we've like long walked past his disc or we're like far away from his disc still. And he's like, and looking around like at his feet, I'm like, bro, you're like 50 feet up there. Like why are you looking at your feet? Um, so I'm going to go with a solid one. Yeah. One sounds good to me. Boom. All right. That shakes out at 15. That's not too shabby. It's not it's bad. Not sh- it's not too shabby. I think that's a top 10, is it? 15 still top Has 10? To be. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's so many people now. Three, six, nine. Yeah. Puts him just on the cusp of top 10 there with Brett. Brett and Penn. Oh, that's not bad. Mm. Um, I like that. I like that. That'd be a good matchup, Brett versus Penn. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Um. So I think I'm... Just made this up on the fly now, but uh, I've I've always enjoyed the guest judges. They're they're good fun and they give some insight that uh, we don't always have. So uh, how about we pick a player that we're going to do for the next pod, and uh, anyone who's listening can feel free to send in their guest judgments. What do you think, Chris? Yes, love that. Good. Um, I've got one. I think it'd be a spicy one. I think we'll get a lot of people excited to send in. Um, let's rate Farron Oil Tugwa. Yeah, nah, it's been a long time coming. Mm, I've finally coming. played around with him, um, where I easily defeated him, but um, everyone remember that. And uh, <laughs> so at least I have a little bit of insight into what's got what he's got going on. But um, yeah, guest judges, send in uh, your scores. Anyone who's interested, send us something for uh, for Farron. 
and Farron, we don't want you rating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, long potty. Let's finish it off with a, a strong spotlight, not light. Yes, please. Have you got anything good? Uh, I've got some things. I've got some things. I've already honorable mentioned the uh, metrics um, rating system for a not light. I'm also going to honorable mention the MA2 um, registrars, uh, registrations for nationals. Um, I'm on the cusp of banning MA2 for life. Um, I think last time I checked, there was 16 people signed up at nationals and that's not good enough. But my actual not light uh, for this week, even though uh, today's social day kind of puts this to bed a little bit, has to go to the Ryans. And that is Ryan Deer and Ryan Hart. Uh, I got it done over you, both of you at Werribee and I played trash. So you two deserve a not light. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> now, nah, good. Yeah, they weren't good enough at Werribee. That's this disappointing. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, I'll go with my not light as well then. Uh, and uh, bit stiff. I like ones that are a bit stiff. I like this when I'm, I'm kicking people that shouldn't probably get kicked. But, <laughs> uh, but I'm looking at today's social day and I'm looking at the bottom of Div A. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of guys that have recently moved into Div A, uh, but have been playing pretty well. And today were shit. So... Peter Chu was a plus three, and he has been killing it lately. Uh, so that's just not good enough for him. Uh, I don't like seeing that. And our Baron, Aaron Picanti Beans with a plus seven. Mate, get well back down into Div 2, please. Um, we don't want any of that trash muddling up our strong division, all right? So yeah. what happened there? Yeah, yeah not sure. A cool 20th in Div B, just about. Yeah, boy, nice. So, uh, yeah, that's our that's my not lights. Peter Chu and uh, a big fat one for Aaron. Fair enough. Uh, do you have a spotlight? Uh, I do. Um, I hope I'm not stealing yours. But uh, my spotlight goes to our good friends over at Parked Media who have uh, finally moved into the top dog position officially in uh, Australian disc golf coverage. Uh, they're getting the lead card or the feature card for all the remaining majors, which I think is just eruption and nationals, but still. Uh, and they have the partnership with uh, Gatekeeper Media. So, uh, yeah, very exciting for those boys. Um, yeah, well done. Awesome. Yep, that was definitely at least my honourable mention. Had it written down here. Nice. Um, and my other one that I was going to throw out there was obviously, we spoke about it at length, was the Chris Scott at Werribee. Yeah, that was very good. Hot, hot, hot. Mm. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Big pod. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully people stuck around. We'll probably still try to sneak one out on Wednesday, especially if we can get a little um, club champs goss. And we've got yes. invalid tips to look at. And um, yeah, so maybe we'll get a, a small one out on, on Wednesday still. Uh, but that uh, is definitely the plan. Lovely. All right. Well, until then, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out, legends.